Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Another morning of a pretty tight pre-market range as a number of consumer names have fairly weak guidance. Brinker, Toll, Nordstrom, Urban, more big names after the bell, including Salesforce and NVIDIA. Our roadmap begins with searching for direction. The S&P is coming off three days of losses. Investors awaiting guidance from the Fed share on the Fed's tightening path. Plus, housing recession risks. Toll Brothers warned, saying higher mortgage rates and home prices have sidelined some buyers. And retail's consumer snapshot shares of Bed Bath. Well, they're up sharply on a potential new financing, while Nordstrom shares, they're going to be down ahead of the open. We will begin with the Fed in focus as Jackson Hole begins tomorrow. Yesterday at the Wharton Club of Minnesota, Minneapolis Fed President Kashkari expressed his biggest fear when it comes to battling inflation. The big fear that I have in the back of my mind is if we're wrong and markets are wrong and that this inflation is much more embedded at a much higher level than we appreciate or markets appreciate, then we're going to have to be more aggressive than I anticipate probably for longer to bring inflation back down. Interesting, Jim. You know, the Fed keeps talking about inflation as their focus, but corporate America is maybe talking about the consumer as well. Well, look, I, I listen to that. I just don't think it's necessary to talk like that. Uh, I think everybody recognizes that there's a lot of inflation. You get, it's very difficult to find anyone who says, you know what, inflation's really done. I mean, maybe someone says copper's done and it's come down. But, David, there's nothing that isn't completely obvious. Inflation has to come down. They have to do things. Why do they have to say when and how many? Why don't they just do it until it works? I mean, who does that? Think about anything, any other world, except for the Fed, where someone says, you know what? I'm going to get to that. I'm going to do it. Might take a little long. You know what? I'm going to, like, imagine we had a contractor. You know, I, I, I'm going to get to it. Uh, I'm going to do it. I don't know how long it's going to be. You should be really worried. And, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't know if it's going to work. Right. No, I mean, like, can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be the worst thing. Any serious business person says it. it yeah. you, you, you would fire them. So why do this? Why go through this? What you would call Michigas. I would call it that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, why go through it? I, well, I know. Why, is, why, I mean, torture well, people, the, the, why torture the, the economy, the people who are in it? I mean, I interview CEOs every day. And yes, I just do. I cannot imagine a CEO saying, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's bad. And we'll probably get to it. Well, occasionally it. we have right. some who do that, and you're very critical of them during their conference calls. Yeah, they do, have don't it. have a And clue. then I get home, and I say to my wife, I really let that guy have it. And she says, was it worth it? And I say, absolutely. And then we just move on to the next. Okay, all of which means what for the Fed? Because this is the path they're following. Even, and Kashkari is telling us to, your, to the extent you already said that, Kashkari. what we already know in many exactly. ways. I think Kashkari should have said this. We're doing our job. Uh, we're going to get it done. We can't give you a timeline, but we are going to get it done no matter what. Period. End of story. No need, no need, Carl, to say I could be. Hey, I don't know this. They'd be embedded. I mean, what? How about if I did this to you? You know what? 
there's fire burning in your house, eh, you know, could be good, could be bad. I'm going to try to put out the fire. Uh, maybe we get to the fire. We're a little jammed. I think what you would say was you're fired. Even the fire department well, fired. They, they want to make sure that uh, that conditions remain tight. They want to talk the market. Make sure, they, 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 there's, there's an element of that, right? Don't you? Don't well, there you is. But you know what could be just terrific? Silence. I think silence is golden. I think these people really, I mean, look, I happen to like some of these guys. I like Bullard. I like Bullard because he says, period. We got to be tough, period. I like that. That's, we're going to get the job done, and we're going to get it done. Now, do I want Belichick? I kind of do want Belichick. I do. I want, we're, it's, we're on the what, Cincinnati. We're on the Cincinnati. Yeah. We're on the Cincinnati. You want Powell to show up in a hoodie and just mumble? I, I'm happy with that. That'd be good. Powell's very well dressed. He's always... He's and off. actually, very I like a nice speaking voice. Very yeah, but different how about from all these Belichick. guys who say, yeah, he doesn't know anything? I mean, like, imagine, like, I mean, he's a respected figure. <laughs> it, would it would be great if, if he got asked the question. He's like, next question. I just yeah. didn't oh, even, even I wish try. You, yeah. I like, tried to communicate with him directly and say, like, the high school press conference has to end. Well, uh, I know you're very critical. Of well, I am because, like, the question, like, the number, it would 42, be the number 42 see. question is, um, did, you, uh, did you have cornflakes today? Or was it? Was it? Uh, sure, sure Powell channel uh, Belichick during his next. I think it would press be unbelievable. I, he's, it's not in him. But what would but, it mean for rates, Jim? Well, I think he just says, I, "You know what I mean for rates? Stay tuned." Fine. Well, we are staying tuned. I mean, I just think we have to start holding these guys accountable for saying things. And I happen to like this guy because I've interviewed him. But I just think that they their role should be: we support Jay Powell and what he does. We will have good input for Jay. Uh, we will respect Jay's uh, decision, and we hope to do a good job. What's the matter with that? Yeah. Or Andy Reid. Andy Reid would say, you know what? It's my job. I put the men on the field. I own it. I'm going to do better next time. Again, that's a good answer. Mm. Well, at least we have um, Goldman. Uh, Jim, yesterday, Hatsia says we expect him to reiterate the case for slowing the pace of tightening. Not many people have taken make, make big, big calls ahead of Jackson Hole. Well, look, I, I think that hate to say it, but that's exactly what he told us. Now, I, I love Hotsius. I think he's terrific. But that's a, yeah, that's a bit of a keen eye for the obvious. Well, others are saying, uh, watch out. I mean, here comes, uh, you know, don't, don't expect a pivot. Well, but, but, you know, yeah. Look, he has said what he's going to do, and he's going to do it. And, and these other guys ought to just get on board. Can you imagine an offensive co- uh, uh, Will you let me really? do this? Another football okay, analogy? Okay, you, you imagine Aaron it's, Judge. It's Aaron that time Judge. of the year. Are you going to bring that up How now? about Aaron Judge just saying? Aaron Judge is incredible. All right, how about, okay, how about DeGrom? Yes, thank you. Saying, uh, you know, I'm going to, I may throw a lot of wild pitches tonight. I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm going to, like, look, the Braves are really good. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know if we can beat them, but I'm going to try. I mean, I would say bench. Bench them. Bench DeGrom. Especially when you play the Phillies. Bench DeGrom. <laughs> no, I just think these guys, like, they don't understand the power of the words. And the power of the words is to confuse people and scare people. And that's how you get a Toll Brothers, where you have a really fine executive like Doug Yearly basically saying, it's frozen. Or you get a Nordstrom, where you basically, well, they may have the wrong merchants. Well, we can talk Toll Brothers if you want briefly. Uh, well, that because, was, I thought I, mean, I should get away from the analogies. Yeah, you did. Full year deliveries, right? Uh, cut them. Supply chain issues, labor shortages, not and to mention higher rates. Higher rates. That was rich people cutting. Remember, the houses are 920000 I think there's a sca- they're building scarcity because the gross margins are going to go up. They should be going down, theoretically, right? 
if there's too many people, you know, too, too many homes and not enough customers. Yes, which is the longer term trend. I'm sorry, the longer term trend is not enough homes. Not enough homes. No, right. I'm saying, but I'll tell you what's really interesting. What? When, when you look at that 920,000 and you're Kashkari, you're saying you're not doing your job. That's got to go back. what? We got to tell people what that house. is. Thank that's got to come down. So that's like up 20%. Well, the uh, Lizanne Saunders with a series of tweets this morning. Who's, new who's single family point? homes. Let me get her to new it. single family homes annualized has been cut in half. Yep. Uh, six month change down 38. Worse since 1980. The supply of homes now 11 months. That's the highest since 09. I mean, housing, they've done a lot. The Fed, I mean. Well, the Fed's done a great job. I mean, Toll Brothers is the highest end. Look, housing is, has slowed. We know that. Everything that goes into a house has slowed. There's still some supply chain concerns. Doug Yearly said that. It's not housing. That's not the problem. It's wages. And everybody knows you got to cool demand. And that means, David, you have to have more. Uh, I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, no. Talking to you. I, can, I can listen to you. And, um, and You have to and have more Fords. You have to have more Fords. You have to have more 3,000 people laid off. I don't want to want that to happen. I think they're going into small business. They don't want to work at big companies anymore. That was the takeaway of the Intuit call, which was amazing. It was. But Why was the Intuit call amazing? Because small, medium-sized business is growing by 30%. Yeah, Intuit's going to be, uh, it's going to open six, although they do trim the guide uh, for the October quarter. I know. I they don't know see, why they did that. Given they see 117 streets at 186. How good things were. I don't understand that. Well, it sucks up, so I think they're just being cautious. Yeah. But, I, you know, Carl, I, I look at this economy and I think they want to make it. They want tolls gross margins to go down. They want people to, to uh, stop spending and they want to stop job hop. They want everybody to be like alphabet, which is like, you know, I, I, we have enough employees. So when you get out of school at Stanford, you don't get a job. That's what that's what Powell wants. What? Well, I'm giving you. It's a. It's an simile, what the simile to the economy. Yeah, you're the talking. Hot-in. It's that famous ratio of uh, of job openings per unemployed worker. Exactly. It's two two to one now. He right. wants to bring it down. It's got to go Meanwhile, lower. Meanwhile, people are able to get jobs very quickly after they lose a job. Well, yeah. Let's say. So you're you working. pointed out those Ford workers, for example, right. well, are going to be able to find unemployment very quickly. Farley said that. Farley said that to me. How about Dutch Bros? Okay. You're How about it? Trying to staff at Dutch Bros, and you got. Howard Schultz, ready to get the best people from Dutch Bros. Or Blue Bottle, or whoever you're selling. Dutch Bros cannot keep good people. And that's the biggest reason why Dutch Bros isn't making more money. And I just think that's the job hop phenomenon. And Powell has to find out what level of interest rates do the job hop stop, because people are afraid that they can't hop. Well, um, wouldn't you argue that the effect on toll is, comes first? And the effect on job hopping comes later, but I, it will come. It will come. No, that's what, that's what, what, what Pal's hoping for. But when I listen to Cash Carr, I think he just says, like he's not, and, he, and he's not granular. What this is the way he should say it. Um, I watched Toll Brothers and Nordstrom last night, and you know, Nordstrom has too much inventory. Toll Brothers is talking about things being. This is called granularity, but it's also called homework. Toll Brothers is saying that they had a problem because of mortgage rates. We're getting there. We're doing the right thing. The companies themselves are telling us what's going to happen. 
And so far, it's going our way. So before you think that we're going to have to do 75-75, understand that the companies are feeling the brunt. And so, therefore, we are getting there. There. That's what I would say. I'd love an appointment on the Fed. I, I From know. From the Philadelphia. You, you've made no secret of the fact that you once harbored hopes of becoming Fed chair. I, I absolutely did. Yeah. I wanted to be Treasury. Trump might go there. I thought Treasury Secretary. Trump might go there. I thought I'd get Treasury or else I Fed chair. I did try. You did. You sucked up. I did. Didn't work. I did try. You're gonna give. You're gonna you know give what a great, I got? You're gonna be give a good press. Well, you know what I got for my work. for my efforts? Nothing. A Zippo. Can, a can of Diet Coke. There you go. I went down there with Clinton. So, you know, I could do this, this, this. How about a Diet Coke? <laughs> I mean, I got the Lincoln bedroom. I got the Diet Coke. I gave more money than, than the people who got the Lincoln bedroom. I got a Diet Coke. Your press conferences really would have been just oh, so. Oh my God! Do you imagine with the Hollywood Squares? What I'd say? Are you kidding me? That's what you would say. Are you kidding me? Practice. <laughs> can you, Carl, can you imagine? Yes, sure. I can, I can, can you really? Yes, I, can. I would give them an would, Iverson. You, it would be. It would be so much fun. Imagine my pressers. Maybe one day. Yeah, I don't one want day. to imagine. You're still young. <laughs> Couldn't get that job. I, don't I thought I was imagine. a layup. I came down with a really great plan for workers. Diet Coke. I want to say, how about a second Diet Coke? Uh, uh, no, that's, that's your Diet Coke. When we come back this morning, the latest on the battle between Elon Musk and Twitter. Uh, David's got more on that. We will get to some of the consumer names like Petco, Bed Bath in for another wild morning, and then this partnership between Amazon and Peloton when we come back. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. All right, uh, we're keeping an eye on shares of Twitter, not down too much. Of course, yesterday was a significant decline based on that new news that we received uh, from that whistleblower alleging um, a lot of problems at the company, to put it simply, focused on security more than on the number of bots, which, of course, has been the focus 
uh, of uh, Elon Musk as he tries to uh, get out of his deal to acquire the company for $54.20 a share. Today, an important uh, hearing. Didn't seem that important a few days ago, but in light of yesterday's developments, certainly takes on more importance. It's an in-person hearing. Uh, it was scheduled to focus on data requests, right? Both sides, in particular, Musk making a lot of requests of Twitter to provide data. Twitter in some ways saying, well, we're not going to give you that data because it's confidential. And you've even stated on Twitter that if you don't buy us, you might actually want to launch a competitive service. So why would we give you access to data that might actually help you in that? Um, that was the original point of new. this. Right. However, you're definitely going to get a motion to amend his counterclaim, most likely to beef up that counterclaim. Um, and include uh, a lot of what we got yesterday in the news and say, we need more time. We want to look into Mr. Zatko's claims. We want to obviously get depositions. We want to subpoena certain documents, emails, anything else we can potentially find to buttress. Uh, but not just on the bot side, where, frankly, Mr. Zatko did not make particularly significant allegations, but perhaps as much on the security side of things, which would seem to be an area that Twitter uh, has a lot more potential long-term liability. Now, does that fit into the case as it's currently constructed? Well, that's unclear. And that's something the judge may rule on. Unclear whether the judge will rule today from the bench and say, yes, your motion's granted. We're going to give you more time. And by the way, I will push the date of the trial or whether she will continue as she has so far to defer more to Twitter. Uh, in terms of her rulings thus far. So, you know, an important hearing um, that could have the impact of delaying the trial at the very right. least and opening up new avenues for inquiry for Musk's lawyers. Well, what, what I've been working on uh, is why he was let go and how he didn't fit in. Mudge Zatko. Yeah, and he didn't fit in. I think he was a heart. I think he was a very serious guy. And Twitter never really had any sort of serious hack. Um, they did have one instance with a Russian name. Well, they also had, I mean, years ago, a 14-year-old who was able to basically well, impersonate, you know, various well, significant accounts. People impersonate me every day, and they do have me doing horrible things with people in the metaverse. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, is that when you've never had one of these serious hacks, yeah. then you don't call Nikesh Aurora and spend a fortune. I understand that they underspend on this. At the very least, that the and again, we're only relying on the reporting of others because I have not seen the redacted, um, the redacted whistleblower complaint. The, and there's a, it's apparently heavily redacted. There's um, a lot of things we can't but get. That said, it it does seem like this company was not particularly well run. By the way, then we can step back. I mean, it's many that, years since you did your true. documentary, Carl. But you know, you do wonder. Twitter is still Bingo. kind of the well, same service it's been. It's like, very, very, the, the original take uh, when the founders put it together was that they were three guys who crashed their clown car into a gold mine. That's the saying. Yeah, Mamo right? and Jack. And, and, yeah, and, and, uh, no, absolutely. With, with little evolution since. And also a board, a fractious board that periodically got involved. Uh, yeah. Kind of a, I don't call it a clown show. I, you know, no, listen, I do want to call all of this show. goes to the fact that if Musk were to prevail, were to either succeed, as we've said previously, he had nothing. And now he's got something, and the question is how much he's got. On this bot part of his case, maybe not that much to help him. If the, he's able to somehow make the security flaws into something and say this company's been withholding and there's going to be hundreds of millions of potential fines down the road, maybe more. But the downside for Twitter, 
if it were to remain a public company and not be sold to Musk, has got to be worse now than it was yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I said it's nine down last night. I think it goes to 29, 28. Where, oh, where, I got people who think it goes well below no, 15. No, if, it, you know, then, if then this you, deal breaks, then you have Benny, given then everything they've got then on their plate. Benny off tonight. I mean, Benny off is willing to pay 28, 29. No, he's not. Yes, he was. No. Well, he was. He was. Who cares? He's not going <laughs> to buy it now. Oh, what I'm do gonna, you mean he cares? I'm going to step in to buy something that every Mark? single person in Congress is looking at and, by the way, may have hundreds of millions of fines and God only knows. When was the last time they because even came into the has, office to work together? He has a vision, David. It has nothing to do with what's currently going on. Listen, he has know, Mark, a vision. You've forgotten more about Mark Benioff than I will ever know, but I, I will tell you one tonight. thing. He's not going to buy Twitter. Oh, you're so sure of yourself. <laughs> so we'll sure see. Not at 29. Okay. Maybe okay. at 5. That's where it's going to be. It's going to fall to 29. It's not going to fall to 20. Well, Rosenblatt today goes to neutral uh, with a target of 37. We'll get Kramer's mad dash and countdown to the opening bell in a moment. Take another look here at Futures on this Wednesday. We're back after a break. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. What does stand out uh, with the softness that we've seen has been looking at customer segments by household income. Uh, and you know our, our customer household income is uh, higher than average, uh, but within the range of our customer segments, uh, the lower income customer segments uh, saw significantly more pullback versus the, the higher income. All right, let's get to a mad dash. We're going to stick with Nordstrom. We've been hearing that same theme. Lower end or even middle falling off dramatically, but not as much the higher end. Nonetheless, this guidance is obviously pressuring the stock a great deal. Well, I have to tell you, David, when I read that call, I was very depressed. And I was depressed because uh, there have been some aspects of Nordstrom that we had felt were working. Uh, Rack. Rack is not working. Numbers were really bad. Is Rack more of that customer base he was talking yes. about? As second opposed half, to- second half of the, of the, of the quarter. I mean, July... Yeah, well, this was a very, you know, the cadence was horrendous. July was really bad, okay? July is now shaping up to have been a very weak month in this country. And uh, that uh, was a devastating conference call because what it said is, is that once the, the life support of, by the government to lower end stopped, they stopped shopping here. And Nordstrom does have some uh, sales, and the sales weren't even working, which I thought was interesting. Their private label, which is lower level than the name brand, wasn't selling well. They have a lot of inventory. It, it, I happen to like the Nordstrom Brothers very much. I, I just think that it's very, it's, it's fun, and, and, and it's a joy to shop there. But you know what? These people are going to Amazon. They are. They don't need Nordstrom. They're not looking for that enjoyment. They're just looking for get it done. And this is a big change in America uh, because there was a period where after the pandemic calmed down, where Nordstrom was going to have good numbers. This is going to be very shocking. I don't even know if we can hold 19. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was, ba- it was a, as bad a call as I have heard. Worse than urban. It was just a bad call. But we've had a very mixed picture in retail. There have been some very good ones. Oh, I mean, Dick's yesterday. David, Macy's was yeah, okay. Dick's was fantastic. Not okay. Yeah. She did learn you great. And I will tell you that my uh, travel trust owns Costco. David, you can't lay 
a global customer. Okay, we got to take a quick break. Of course, remember, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Watch the Squawk on the Street podcast. Yeah, that's us. We've got an opening bell coming up next. Jim was just talking about uh, Nordstrom with uh, David at the Telestrator. Uh, Urban's the other story. Jim, you talk about inventories. Uh, inventory up 44 at Urban. All right, when you see that, that means they're going to get rid of that stuff no matter what. I mean, I, when I talked to Brian Cornell, Brian Cornell turned out to be the master. He identified that everything was going to go wrong, and he got rid of it. Now Urban has to get rid of it in an environment where there are many other companies that have to get rid of inventory. That is not good. Urban did not do a good job. Oh, revenue pretty much in line, although a gross margin miss. Uh, but we've certainly been around the block with a lot of the they retailers. Support. They should come on. Let's get the opening bell here on the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. At the big board, it is Stellantis celebrating its National Black Supplier Development Program at the NASDAQ Longboard Pharma focused on neurological diseases. Let's watch Peloton at the open. Our Lauren Thomas breaking the story that uh, this partnership with Amazon, Jim, you'll be able to buy a bike or apparel as uh, Barry McCarthy finds a new tool. I think Barry McCarthy is saying we're done uh, with that model that I got stuck with that Foley gave him. We're going to save the company, and what we're going to do is make it a mainstream company. No more of this we're alone, we've got our own wrap. I mean, he's just joining the Council of Retail Nations. Uh, does the stock deserve to be up 12%? Yeah, I think it does because I like Barry, uh, I like Barry McCar- uh, McCarthy very, very much. Right. I think he is very smart, one of the smartest people I've ever met. And I don't know if it should be up 11%, but I think it's, I think it's trending out of the... I mean, if you ask me Peloton versus Zoom, Peloton, yeah. Peloton's got a bad balance sheet. But I like what McCarthy's trying to make it. Peloton versus Zoom, you'd pick Peloton? No, no, no. no I said that. You wouldn't. No, Peloton's got a bad bet. So you, and, and Zoom is more than $5 billion. But I'm just saying, of the, of the era of COVID stocks, I think that McCarthy's coming in with a clean hand. Foley obviously had a very bloated outfit. I, said, I criticized Foley multiple times. Yes. And then when I met Foley the first time, it was okay. And the second time I met him, it was bad. Got it. And he ridiculed me. But you know what? That's sometimes you just get hacked. You just got to. Yes, you do. Carl, you can buy a new Peloton bike now, original Peloton, for $1,445 bucks in wow. case you're in the market. I can buy a dryer, I can buy a dryer rack at, at Bed Bath & Beyond for about nine. Well, the, the knock in the early days was that it, it was, priced, was priced for the wealthy. It's, it's got an immersive 22-inch like uh, uh, HD touchscreen. Barry, come on, man. Immersive. It's immersive. I mean, you know, Mirror does better. Mirror? You think so? I do. Look at Bed Bath on that, uh, obviously, oh, news so of How about that? Uh, they got financing. money. First they had a credit yep. line. It was already known they had a J.P. Morgan credit line. J.P. Morgan was going to pull that? No, but this is beyond that, Jim, isn't it? Is it? I think Bed so. Bath would be on Yeah. Well, it's, look, it's maybe, they get the, maybe they get merchandise. Is there merchandise? And, look, they have the cash to be able to get merchandise in. Yep. But they have to take the charge on all the merchandise they have, which apparently nobody likes. Um, they had been looking for about $375 million. That's according to the journal. Uh, they didn't know the size and terms. I don't know either, but obviously the market reacting positively. Well, you the have fact to find that out your news Heading into the holiday season, you need to be, have money to be able to buy the inventory that you're going to be selling okay. during the most one important time, time of the year. One time I remember there was a story involving J.C. Penney. Yes. And it was hurting really badly. And someone broke a story about a giant bond. And everyone thought that J.C. Penney was saved. 
I don't remember who that was, but it was a big scoop. <laughs> it was, yes, I remember that scoop And everybody well. thought yeah. JCPenney was going to make it after they raised all that money. And they didn't. And they didn't. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is JCPenney too. Really? You, you don't so think the, they make this, it? This note yesterday about what happens, how Walmart benef- benefits from if all Walmart bed baths disappear. It, it was about, uh, Walmart picks up about, uh, they said 2%. Right. That's way too high. Uh, Target's closer to, Wal- to a bed bath than Walmart. But you don't think that that game theory is fanciful? I think that Target does well. I, if I were Target, what I would do, they need branded merchandise now. Now, you know there's shortages of everything. I would just go to all the branded merchandise companies and say, listen, I want all your inventory because I think Target thinks it's be a good holiday season. And then there won't be any, any actual inventory left for Bed Bath. It's not like the old days. That's playing that hardball, be, uh, huh? You bet it's playing on your opponent's yeah, throat when man. they're on the floor. Pressing right? your advantage, you Brian to say Cornell, the least. Brian Cornell is a hardball player. Mm. He's from Queens, you know. I'm aware of his uh, the origins, yes. White Stone. White nice, actually. Is nicer it? than where I grew up. Do you have, yeah. like, sailboats in White Yeah, there's, there's on the water. People have houses with lawns. It's kind of so, nice. Is that where uh, uh, Blank Fine was from? Who? Blank Fine. No. Blank Fine was from Brooklyn. He's always, you know that. No, I'm just saying, he's always saying I'm from, you know, a bad area in Brooklyn. I he was. That. He was. It's not a bad area. It's a nice area now. Maybe not then. Now. The 60s was a little bit different. I don't know. I'm just saying that, that, that he's scruffy. And people don't understand, he's a scruffy guy. And he doesn't like losing. Uh, I was afraid he was going to retire. I swear to God. I was afraid he was going to retire. Cornell? Yeah, he retired. In, in the wake of that uh, early guidance? Oh, he had such great success. Yeah. No, no, no. He would, when things got bad, Brian Cornell, he rolls up his sleeves when things get tough. I love him. I really think he's a great merchant and a great guy. Jim, what do you think he's going to crush? And you think he's going to crush Bed Bath? Yes, I do. Okay. What what explains uh, Petco today, Jim? You've he long missed. said you've long said that the market for pet supplies is recession resistant, but they do cut the guide. It's a miss on the top and the bottom line. And by the way, they're the, the full year guide now seventy seven to eighty one. They were well, prior ninety seven to a dollar. Ron came on. Uh, frankly, it's a great mystery. Everybody who's in the pet well, so has been going down a little, but. When you read this, when you read this, the Smucker piece, SJM, uh, their conference call basically set you up, which said that this is the greatest time for pets ever. Everybody, everybody, many people who have one pet during right. the pandemic got a second pet. I find this extraordinary that this company didn't do better. There's also a lot of people saying Chewy's getting better. Chewy, of course, which was allegedly co-founded by Ryan Cohen. Mm-hmm. But I was shocked at this Petco. I'm glad he came on, uh, on Squawk. Uh, I think he tried to put a good face on what I thought was not good numbers. Yeah. Um, guys, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the respective market caps of two companies that we have followed closely for many years. I hope they're not close to home, please. No, one, they're not close to home, although I could do that too. One is T-Mobile and the other is Verizon. It's Today, close. actually, uh, T-Mobile's down a bit more than Verizon, but this caught my eye yesterday in part because, take a look, um, given at least the way things have been moving, it certainly seems possible that T-Mobile, remember T-Mobile, a company that was, uh, well, a laggard to say the least, the number three player by a long, long, long way, uh, it is now poised to eclipse Verizon in market value. By the way, it far above AT&T's market value, since obviously the spin of uh, Warner Brothers to Discovery. Um, take a look at the 10-year comparison. 
because I think that is most telling. And, you know, we talk day to day here so often. You can get my head out of the way and put it all on. Thank you. Um, but when and if you actually make a bet on management teams and say, you know what, I feel good about something. I just don't think one company's got it and the other one does. Sometimes you can do very well. You didn't even need to short Verizon. You just needed to go long T-Mobile. Jim, are you taking a look at that? I know. I will look. No, you really have to. 21% okay, By the way. No, I love T-Mobile. Verizon. But, but you should add the dividend in there. It's Ver- not fair. That's true. The, the dividend's important, and that is, I don't believe that is inclusive. That is just price comparison. Look at Verizon. It's a straight line for 10 years. It's a 0.46%. I thought that was the baseline. So did I. I thought we, that was the baseline. When we originally did this chart, I double-checked it to make sure that was right. That's not the baseline. That's Verizon that's stock the, price versus T-Mobile. That's not T-Mobile. the X-axis? No. That shows you it has not moved at all in 10 years. Well, what kind and of value T-Mobile, are they creating there? as it has captured market share, as that it has uh, capitalized on its um, spectrum position, as it has begun to now compete with fixed wireless products against the likes of our parent company, Comcast, and Charter, uh, as it has taken market share, as we reported, quarter after quarter after quarter in terms of sub-ads during that key period of a number of years ago, it has become almost the largest wireless company by market cap in, in the uh, country. I think Worth that, noting. I think in a very short time it'll be 10% bigger. Um, it's worse T, and I think it's going to be going to pass Verizon in um, next quarter. Pass Verizon in market cap or in? Pass Verizon. Yeah. Well, it could pass Verizon today in market cap with a well, modest move and Verizon down. T- a 10% move. Now, oh, you David, think 10%, yeah, 10% more? 10% more. Now, David, I want to ask you something. There's a man by the name of Hans Vesper. Yes, okay. Hans Vesper, yes. Well, I'm from Philadelphia. All right. Um, <laughs> what value is he creating? Hans. What value is he creating? Well, we didn't include the dividend. Well, you have to do that because I'm seeing him tomorrow night. You can ask him. Say Hans. It's not, it's not about friends. It's about money. Hans. What happened to the money, Hans? <laughs> well, it's diamond hands. What's the matter? It's hands. hands. Look, I'm not from it's where you're from. Hans. You've seen hands. Die Hard. It's Hans. Hans. Yes. Hans Booby. Okay, Hans. Okay, I'll work on that. Go with but that. Hans. Go with Hans Booby. Hans. I question how much value he's created, but I do know that he had he managed to shed some things that weren't so hot. Did, did, um, and it's always been a competitive market. Continues to be. AT and T has obviously become more competitive in many ways. It is now focused solely on its wireless. More or less, and it's, again, and it's fiber overbuilt, but that business, connectivity I, business, I would tell you, uh, not John, the content if, business. If John Ledger were here, I would tell you that he'd say I called this 10 years ago because I was so pro John Ledger created an enormous amount of value, and Mike Siebert hasn't screwed it up so far. That's a great way. Thank you. How do you like Isn't that a great way to describe hasn't someone? Hasn't screwed up so far. You know what? That's good. You yeah. haven't that, that goes up. on that's, the performance review. Yeah, that's, that is like saying, <laughs> you know what? Mike, that is the most damning of fame praise I've oh, ever no, heard you. Mike knows. Well, I'll tell you one thing, guys. Hands down, he's created no value. <laughs> one, one theme that came out of uh, the recent earnings prints uh, from, from AT&T and Verizon was late, late bills. Yes. And Bloomberg's oh, got yeah. a piece today. One in six American homes late on utilities. Uh, they're calling it the worst crisis in, in utility debt, you know, late payments in, in history. No, those people were theoretically got the government handouts, right? They're hoping for, obviously, for a break in the tuition. Um, now, I've had that happen to me twice. And uh, both times, they offer you plans. So I thought that article was harsh. I mean, 
I've had plans, you know, basically I say, listen, I can't pay my electric bill. And they said, well, listen, let's go in and go over yeah. what you can pay. So I didn't, I thought the article was good, but I also think that it is way too harsh versus what a, a typical oh, utility would do. to the point even that Nordstrom was making or, and or we've seen from no, others, Walmart true. was making about the lower end consumer and they're under some more stress. It was last right, quarter no, from AT&T in true. terms of uh, non-collectibles going up. And, and things of that nature. It is worth keeping an eye on, and obviously Bloomberg is doing that with that story. How about cable bills, David? What do you have on that? Well, you know, the question with cable is whether Broadband. the average revenue per user is going to continue to increase because you have competition from T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Now, fixed. they're not going to be everywhere with a fixed wireless. And by the way, if you want to get, well, no, that's so, true. To, so to they speak, want to be they want, well, but you've got to go in and tell them not just where you live, but if you live in an apartment building, where your apartment is. Because sure. they need to know what's nearby, Very whether sure. they actually have the capacity to fulfill your needs for what would be replacing broadband in the home. So, you know, it's a limited product, but it's an effective one and one we have to watch. Yeah, the journal piece yesterday arguing there's going to be limits to their ability to encroach in the business model, but yes. they're, they're a threat for sure. Yeah. Do you see the, uh, there's an interesting piece in CNBC? .com, they, there's a tremendous amount of buyer's remorse about people who have bought. Um, 36% made an offer on a home without seeing it in person. Uh, first, 80% of buyers said they made more than one offer. I mean, all these things are on CBC. There's just been a, there has been some craziness in housing. Housing is cooling definitively, as we know from that fellow from Redfin who was never, who'd walk a mile for a camera. Uh, we always enjoy having Redfin's CEO. He's an interesting fellow. Well, there's a group of people... I'm sure he, he just loves the fact that you insulted him. I want, I want to take it back. He's very straightforward. I said that about, I'm not going to say what I said about because I got in real trouble when I said it about someone else. Well, we're going to get pending homes at the top of the hour because uh, it's been a busy week for houses. He's nice, man. Uh, one thing, Jim, you got all these uh, players squaring positions ahead of Powell on Friday. Right. But we are going to get Salesforce and NVIDIA and Snow tonight. How do you uh, think that affects? Okay, so Snow is Frank Slootman. He doesn't care about how he does. He's trying to win long term. So I think people will be disappointed, but he doesn't care. Um, NVIDIA, we already got the warning. Well, NVIDIA, last time they warned, and then they guided down. This in, when no, 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 but they already down. warned for this quarter, no, no, right? Yeah. No, I'm saying that last they did that once before. They warned for a quarter. Just a couple and then, weeks ago. And then they actually, when they got to the new quarter, they warned again. Oh, okay. Which was very painful, Walmart-like. Okay. Do you think it's possible that they could warn again? Yes. Just a few weeks after yes, having yes, already? I yes, I do. Well, Bernstein uh, last week said it'd be actually they're hearing that they'd like a flush at least the gaming guidance. Exactly. That's what they want to do. They want to clear it all out. Just say, listen, gaming's not that good. Mm-hmm. And they don't want this Ethereum. People using, you know, they're using the cards to mine Ethereum. They're trying to get away from that. Salesforce is the quandary. Because Salesforce, remember, they talked about the dollar and um, the dollar's killing them. Uh, Mark's taking a lot of vacation, which I actually find is bullish. The one thing I tell Salesforce owned by Indonesian stuff. Uh, Salesforce, remember, Dreamforce in person is coming up. So even if you if you should not sell sell Salesforce even if it's down, because Mark does so much business to Dreamforce, which apparently, by the way, has the um, uh, it's got what? some great bands. It's got a red chili. It's got chili peppers. Oh, the red hot chili peppers. That's yeah. where you met Stevie Nicks a few years ago, right? Stevie Nicks watches this show and Mad Money. Oh, I don't believe. It. She said Mad Money is the most. She says, "Come on, I learn all my stuff from you." I was like, die. <laughs> I like, now, she's actually coming to Asbury. Well, you'll oh, be at Dreamforce, yeah. too. Yeah, but if I, you know, Steve Mix, I met, it was at the Cal Palace, which I always like, because that's where Goldwater got the nomination. 
64. But yeah, I mean, she came up to me, gave me a big hug and said, thank you Amazing. for that money. Legend. I was like, I, I was like, I was with my wife and I was like, hey, Lisa. Don't <laughs> 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 What are you talking about? No, we, we look forward to Benioff tonight on MAD. In the meantime, pretty flat open. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Uh, about even on the advanced decline line, again, kind of a flattish day. We have been between 4,100, 4,300 on the S&P most of the month. Fairly narrow trading range compared to what we saw earlier in the year. Take a look at the sectors. And again today, she's a market leader on the upside. That's not great. We've seen energy stocks coming back, two-month highs for them. Utilities, I know no one cares. 1% from an historic high, the utilities right now. Retail's getting clobbered. Uh, that's primarily due to Nordstrom. Uh, semis uh, slightly to the downside, but I have a good run recently. Let me just show you the retailers, because Nordstrom's really weighing on this group right now. But Advanced Auto Parts also, remember, uh, they missed. They talked about their DIY business, their do-it-yourself business, hit by inflation, uh, higher fuel prices. It, uh, Macy's is down, Gap down uh, as well. Of course, Macy's was yesterday. So where are we right now? The, I think the problem with the data is the bond data, the bond prices, uh, and the energy prices are not really helpful to the bull narrative. So the 10-year yields at a two-month high, you know, we're over 3%. Natural gas prices are at 14-year highs. That is just a killer. Energy stocks have been rallying on this. We're at two-month highs right now. And yet, you put this all together, the S&P is flat in August. That's kind of surprising. Why is that? And I, I think it's because the other economic data is supportive of the slowdown. And that's what the Fed wants. That's what the bulls want. So we talked about this yesterday. The new home sales lowest since January 2016. PMI services lowest since 2020. Uh, PMI manufacturing lowest since August of 2020. So you want a slowdown, but you don't want too much of a slowdown. And that's where the debate is. How much of a slowdown? Uh, those of you who think inflation has been defeated uh, should look at the Brinker numbers, which are a little disturbing here and not supportive of a bull narrative. So operating margins, 10.3 percent. They were 16, almost 17 percent last year. That is a huge drop. The expectations were somewhere around 13 percent. They obviously talked about the higher commodity and labor costs, but it doesn't look like it's defeated. And this is part of the concern. Kashkari was talking uh, about ongoing inflation. Uh, out there. Uh, and their guidance supports this idea that much lower earnings guidance, but only slightly lower revenues. That that implies they're still getting be they're expected to still be hit by higher costs in the future. And you see uh, eats down today. Remember, 29. Eat was $70 at the height of the pandemic back in early 2021. It's about half of that right now. Uh, so the big question here is labor costs don't appear to be peaking imminently. That was sort of a bet. And some some of the obviously other costs aren't peaking uh, as well. So what will Powell say on Friday here? I think he's going to remind everyone that he wants the Fed funds rate above the inflation rate, which is the PC and that they use. And we're a long way. I, everyone, he's going to remind everyone about this. Look at these numbers, Carl. Two and a quarter to two and a half is the Fed funds rate. The PCE is currently at 6.8 percent. The most obvious thing that Powell can do at this point is point this is, is point to this and say we need to change these numbers and we need to remind everyone it's a long path to getting there. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thank you. Uh, Bob Bassani. As we go to break this morning, let's look at bonds. Uh, obviously, Jackson Hole uh, begins tomorrow, two-day session, and we'll watch that uh, Thursday and Friday. Got durables. Uh, X-Trans was a beat. We'll get pending homes in a moment. German 10-year, eight-week high, and you got the 10-year above 309. Be right back. ExxonMobil at the crossroads. Remember that? Yeah. Our documentary, of course, here at CNBC, we uh, spent a lot of time with the oil giant uh, questioning whether it really was committed to the energy transition and how it was going to pull it off. Well, it is now available via podcast if you want to listen to it. 
We got those interviews with executives, workers, insiders, obviously critics as well. Uh, if you go to the Squawk in the Street opening bell podcast, you can find it there. By the way, if you actually like pictures, of which we have many beautiful ones in video, uh, you can stream this still on Peacock or on CNBC. You just got to get authorized by your cable provider, but it is behind the paywall. I am sorry to say. Jim, you got a big show tonight. Yeah, well, first, I just tell you, if anyone bought Twitter, Hans down. I think John Ledger would be named the CEO. <laughs> we have Frank Slootman from Snowflake. Frank is very, very tough. I find him, frankly, intimidating. Most intimidating CEO in America. Uh, when he, uh, he, he's Dutch. He's tough. Went to Erasmus, which is a great college there. Uh, and then I've got Benioff back from um, here and there who I think has got a very tough story to tell. And I want to know what Brett Taylor, I mean, Brett Taylor's been the co-CEO and he, he had to deal with Twitter. Just hand it off to John Ledger, man. David, what kind of document? Don't you think the chancellor should say, I want at least, I want them to be able to look at the document unredacted. What the hell, what is it redacted? The complaint is very National security? Yeah. What is the redaction about? It's protecting certain things. We'll learn more in good time, Jim. We'll see you yeah. tonight. Okay. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, we'll stay on top of retail. Shares of Bed Bath are surging. Nordstrom down as we got a pretty mixed market here. S&P down, too. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.